Get Out of Your Own Way with Brittany A. Johnson is a weekly podcast where we learn all the ways we ourselves trip and stumble and get in our own way and what we can do to get out of it. Stay tuned. Let's talk today about avoidance and procrastination because those are two things that really go hand in hand that many of us, and I've had so many inboxes, so many clients, so many friends, myself included, talk about this idea of procrastination. So we know that procrastination is like waiting to the last minute to get something done or putting things off until you absolutely just positively cannot wait another minute to get it the thing done that you're trying to get done. But why is that? Why do we do that? Where does that come from? Have you ever given thought to what's underneath it? What's the deeper meaning for you when it comes to that? For many of us, procrastination goes all the way back to our school days. Um, elementary school, a lot of us did this in high school and college. And then unfortunately for many of us, it did carry over into our adult professional lives. Well, we wait to the last minute to get the project done for work or the last minute to turn in our proposals or the last minute to make plans. So many of us do this thing called procrastination. And so I'm not going to beat us up. because, And I'm saying us because I live in this world too at times. Sometimes I'm really good at not procrastinating and just getting things done. Other times I am right there with the majority of the world who is like, I'll get to it at the very last minute, at the very last second when I'm having to stay up until midnight to get something done because it's due at midnight, right? How many of us can say that that was us in college or that was us in high school? So where does procrastination come from? So really, when we get into the psychological aspects, procrastination really falls in a category of avoidance. And so when we think about avoidance, we sometimes think of the obvious where you just kind of avoid things or you avoid conflict or you just kind of try to go the other direction and not even pay attention to it. But avoidance can really go deeper than that for many people. And when procrastination shows up and when it becomes kind of a chronic thing of your life, it's time to start looking at avoidance. And what are you really avoiding? What is really going on that's causing you to not get things done when you want to or continue to put things off? And it's easy to say things like, oh, I'm just lazy or I just like to be under pressure. But why is that? Why do, why do you seek to be under pressure to get something done? Why do you need to have a steep or strict deadline in order to get something done? Could it be that there's this sneaky little thing in you going on that you don't think you're good enough? Could it be that you don't think the project is important enough? Could it be that you don't think you have enough skills for it? Could it be sabotage blended in as avoidance? Because sabotage and avoidance, they go hand in hand, unfortunately, or fortunately, however you want to look at it. And just so you know, avoidance really is a defense mechanism. It's something that we use, again, to minimize either our importance or the thing's importance. Sometimes it's because there is a traumatic memory that is associated with what you're trying to do, and so you want to avoid it. How many of us can think about times when we were younger, or even in our adult lives, we don't even have to go all the way back to childhood, but times recently where you were faced with something and you instantly thought back to the first time you, you, you experienced this scenario or you experienced this person. Did a good memory come up? Did a bad memory come up? 
when you start thinking about those things, it's easy for us to go right into avoidance, right into just trying to stay away from it. I mean, if you think about it, we as a society use avoidance for almost everything. You have a problem at school. What's the first thing that your parents tell you to do? Just avoid that person. Try to go the other way when they're coming. You're having an issue with substance use. What do they tell you to do? Abstain or avoid being around people who are going to cause you to use. Your friends got into some trouble. What do, you, what, do we, what do we instantly say? Oh, just avoid them. Make sure you are nowhere near them. Make sure you're doing all these things to just ignore this problem or ignore this thing that's going on. And so that's when we that's what avoidance is, right? Avoidance has helped us in many ways, but in a lot of ways, avoidance gets in the way. And avoidance becomes bigger than the, the situation that you were in from the beginning. So what are we going to do? What should we do about avoidance? Should we just keep staying in the status quo and keep ignoring things, keep trying to make workarounds? How many workarounds can you create for a situation? And what are some of the things that happens to to your mind and to your body as you go on this quest to avoid? Have you ever considered that? Oftentimes I ask people to start thinking about what are all of the things that you have to do to avoid that feeling or avoid that thought or avoid that situation or that person? What are the things that you have to do? Let's take a simple scenario of a schoolhouse bully situation. So in order to avoid this bully, you have to either get to school extremely early or get to school late. So there's a whole new thing that you have to do because that means you've got to change your morning routine in order to make that happen. Then you have to try to go a different way in the school building to avoid seeing this person. You're constantly looking over your shoulder trying to see are they near you. And by the end of the day, you're exhausted, right? We overlook it because we everything just says avoid, avoid, avoid. But when you sit down and think about what are the things that you have to do to avoid, it really can become exhausting. It really can become anxiety provoking. And for many people, especially people with anxiety, there is a lot of avoidance that comes in there. For most people, avoidance has become that coping skill and that, again, that defense mechanism that helps them to be able to ignore everything that they're feeling. And that, again, can be exhausting. So as an adult, let's think about some of the things that we have to avoid doing when you want to say something to somebody, but you're trying to avoid the conflict. What are all of the things that you have to do? I can think of three right away. You, you probably call somebody that you know that also knows that person, and you've got to vent to them the entire situation. And every time you talk to that person, you're still telling them that same story about what so-and-so did to you or what so-and-so said because you're trying not to say it to so-and-so. So you're gonna tell everybody around so-and-so. So then you're probably having to not go to certain situations because you don't want to be faced with this person because you are sure fire know that as soon as you're in their face, you're gonna say something about what's going on. So then you're not going to certain events or you're going to events and having to sit with people that you normally wouldn't because you're just trying to avoid it. And some will tell me, uh-uh, Brittany, I don't do that. I'm not going to let anybody make me run away from something. I'm not going to make anybody make me change what I'm doing. So for people like that, what I often notice is you have to start eating in order to keep your mouth shut. Because if you're like many of us, in order to not say something, you got to have something in your mouth to keep you from saying something. So how many times have you overate recently trying to avoid saying something to someone or trying to avoid dealing with the situation? Give some thought to that. I recently saw a meme and the meme said, I would rather count saying one grain at a time than to go talk to somebody that said they didn't like me. 
And while I laughed at that meme and I seen it be shared several times, I instantly was like, man, that's some serious avoidance that you would rather count saying one grain at a time than to go have what could be a simple conversation with someone. Because when we're talking about avoidance in terms of conflict with others and, and conflict in, in general, it's oftentimes our thoughts and beliefs about what could happen that get in the way and cause us to avoid in, in, in the beginning. So if you really sit down and think about what really could happen if you went and had a conversation with someone that you felt hurt your feelings. And I know that's an entirely different conversation when we start talking about hurt feelings because many of us live in this world of nobody hurts my feelings. I'm, I'm tough. I'm strong. But I challenge you while you're listening to this podcast, at least, and you're alone, to go ahead and be what we call vulnerable for a moment and sit with the fact that everybody has feelings. If you are alive and breathing, you have feelings. And if you are alive and breathing and you've been living longer than a year or two, your feelings can be hurt. Somebody that you love, somebody that you trust could do or say something that could hurt your feelings. Now, whether you're ready to acknowledge and admit that is, is up in the air. But I definitely challenge you to at least acknowledge and admit it with yourself because that alone can reduce the avoidance and reduce that internal conflict that goes on with avoidance. So think about it. Think about what really could happen if I had to sit down or call this person on the phone and say, look, that thing you said, I don't know how you meant it, but this is what I heard. Is that what you meant? Because you don't even have to tell the person that your feelings were hurt in the situation. Initially, you're really just asking for clarification about what they were trying to say. What was their intent? And if it's something related to your own feelings that you're trying to avoid, let's say you you know had a situation and you're embarrassed about it. And so you're trying to even avoid yourself. Sit with yourself for a second and, and talk to yourself. And I know we used to laugh about people who talk to themselves. And I'm not saying that you need to have a conversation out loud and go back and forth. But sit with yourself in your quiet time and really start asking, what is going on with me? What is happening that is making me feel this way? Do I really need to be embarrassed by this situation? Is there something that I need to go and do to rectify that so I feel better? Because this is really for you. Yes, the other person is involved and you want to maintain relationships if there's someone else involved. But really it boils down to what do you need for yourself? What do, I, what do you need in the moment? What do you need after the moment to help you with not going into a cycle of avoidance? Because again, if you start going into a cycle of avoidance, that means you have to do some additional work, additional things to avoid being in that situation around that person or feeling that feeling. And for many, it's eating. So again, I asked you already once before, so I'm going to put it here right now and again to sit and think about what all are the things that you have to do when you're trying to avoid something. What are your go-to foods? I know for me, if I'm trying to avoid something, for even if it's a millisecond, I instantly start craving potato chips. Instantly want to eat potato chips because I know that craving fatty, salty foods is what happens when your brain goes into alert status. And for me, trying to avoid something sends me right up the train to alert and then here comes my anxiety kicking in. And then also for many of us, you get physically ill when you don't say something that you need to say or you don't do something that you need to do. So think about that for you too. What happens to you? What happens to your brain and body when you're trying to avoid something? What do you notice? So once you start noticing what happens for you when you avoid, start asking yourself, am I okay with this? Am I okay with the things that I have to do in order to avoid something? 
or am I ready to learn how to actually deal with things as they come up and be done with them then so that I'm not going through this dance of avoidance or dance of procrastination? Am I ready? So if the answer is yes, then the first thing you want to do is sit with yourself and identify, I can handle things and really sit down and think about what is something that could come up in a situation that I wouldn't be able to handle. Keep in mind that in most situations, you can leave, you can get off the phone, you can go to another room, you can turn on some music. If it's if it's an internal thing and not necessarily involving someone else, you can do a bunch of things in the meantime to kind of deal with those emotions. But really asking, what could what can't I handle? What is something that I absolutely cannot handle? And if it's something that's too big, like something that is a traumatic memory, then I definitely encourage you to reach out to a professional to work through that because we are trained to help you do it in a slower, safer manner than just trying to face it at home on your own. But if it's something as simple as, I didn't like the way that I felt when I said this to someone, or I didn't like the way I felt when I'm sitting at my desk at work because I know I could be doing more or I'm ready for a promotion, but I haven't put myself in position yet for that. If it's something that's internal, then you know, you're doing that work. If it's external, then you're sitting with, what are my exits that if I need them in those moments when I'm dealing with avoidance, what do I need to do? My favorite intervention or thing to do for almost any and every situation that involves internal thoughts and feelings is self-talk. So self-talk is that thing that you're saying to yourself, how you're gonna talk yourself in or out of a situation. So when it comes to avoidance, the first thing you wanna do is really sit down with, what is this that's going on? What is what is triggered inside of me right now that has me feeling like I need to avoid or I need to procrastinate? What is it? Is it that I don't feel like I have enough time? Is it that I don't feel like I have enough skill? Really sit down and identify what is it. And then identify what do you ultimately want to do with it? Do you want to change it or are you okay? Or is it a situation where you do need to use avoidance? Because avoidance can be helpful in situations where you're trying to avoid physically having an altercation with someone or getting into a verbal situation that would not be helpful in that moment. So avoidance can be useful. So really looking at what do I want to do? Am I in a space where I can handle this right now or do I need to wait? And then you want to start again as you're talking to yourself, talking yourself through being calm, talking to yourself through being in a space of understanding and especially having understanding for yourself and grace for yourself. Because the other thing that comes up with procrastination avoidance is this idea that I need to be perfect or this idea that I should be able to handle whatever's in front of me. And there are certain situations where we just can't do that and it's okay. But you have to be able to tell yourself that it is okay in that moment and that when you can and when you're ready, you will deal with it or you will you know, stop avoiding. So once you've done those things, then you can start uh, switching your self-talk to Here's how we're going to work through this. Here's what we're going to do when this situation arises again. Here's how we're going to rectify this thing. And then you start putting plans in place to actually do that. And so that's how you start working on that avoidance and that procrastination. And the other thing is to think about how would this impact my life and the people around me? Because while there are some behaviors that only impact one person or only impact self, things like avoidance and procrastination tend to impact the people around you. Because if you are like me and you're a mom and a wife, if you're procrastinating and waiting until the last minute, then that means you're probably gonna have to take away some family time to get that thing done. And what message is that sending to your loved ones? 
Do you think that they want to continue to be okay with you always waiting until the last minute, which means they've got to change their plans potentially? Or what about your friends? If you're waiting until the last minute to make plans, how does that impact them? Does that mean that they're having to make a quick decision on do they come and support you and your thing or do they do what they already had planned? Because many people don't procrastinate and they go ahead and make their plans. And so it can start to look a little selfish to expect people to adjust to your timeline all the time. So think about things in those terms. How does my avoidance or my procrastination impact the people that I say I love and that I say I want to be around me? And look at, do I does, is that motivating enough for me to start changing these behaviors? Or if there's something deeper or something that is traumatic, again, I'm always going to urge you to try to work with a professional to deal with that because it's unfair to yourself to try to open those wounds and open those old stories and work through them on your own. It's really helpful to do it with the professional. If you're doing that internal avoidance and you're overeating or you're using food as a way to cope, then you definitely want to look at how is that impacting my life? Am I okay with always needing to grab those fatty, salty foods? Or am I ready to start dealing with these thoughts that I'm having? Am I ready to start exploring how I can give myself grace? I can give myself additional layers of love that says it's okay if you're not where you want to be. It's okay if things aren't perfect. It's okay if you made a mistake in what you said to someone. You can. There's always a chance to repair. And so just give that some thought as you go through your week and start identifying things that you want to let go of when it comes to avoidance. And again, remember, sometimes avoidance is necessary. Sometimes you are in a situation or in a place where it is best to just avoid the topic because there's not enough time or both people are not ready or you yourself just aren't ready to go there or talk about or deal with whatever it is. So in those situations, it's extremely important to, to utilize that avoidance as a defense mechanism or that procrastination. But give thought to it. Why am I doing this? What is this saying about me? What do I want to be different going forward? Let me know what you think. Have a good one.